Welcome to the Backyard PA Football Podcast. Been down a broken road now, I've been through that fire. There's angels holding on to both sides of the wire. I'm lagging what I need to carry you through it. Stay back or get on track, cause I can't have you ruin it. I say hold on, but don't hold me back. Hold on, but don't hold Pennsylvania's me back. Pennsylvania's backyard lives here. Don't bring that trouble with you. Don't bring that trouble with you. Big time play some big time games, and that's what we did, baby. Yes, sir. I found a way around you. Don't take me higher. Last time, the way I loved you, you just wound up tired. I'm laying what I need to carry you through it. Stay back and get on track, cause I can't have you ruined. I said, hold on, but don't hold me back. Hello and welcome back to the Backyard Football News Podcast covering high school football between Pittsburgh and Morgantown. I'm Nathan Grella. I'm Jeremiah Miller. And we're excited to get back into it. Week zero is finally completed. Jeremiah, I know you didn't go to a game, but how excited are you? Oh, very excited, Nathan. Uh, It's awesome to uh, finally be back in the swing of things. Week zero over. Had a bunch of really good games. Um, Some really bad games. But uh, now week one is officially upon us. And everybody's going to be in action this Friday night, so very excited. Were there any games that you kept close a close eye on throughout the week, or was it just kind of like looking at the scores? Uh, so I was looking at the scores, and actually I was at West Green Camera for a little bit. I got home earlier than I expected from a freelance gig I had down in Charleston, West Virginia. And um, I got there a little before the second half, and then, of course, there was a lightning delay at Kennedy Field, and then I just got tired of waiting. I already had a long day beforehand, so I just went ahead and went home. So I saw that for a little bit. Um, but as far as other games I paid attention to, um, I paid, of course, TJ and Millville on uh, – on um, Yesterday. Was that yesterday? Yeah. Gosh, feels like – whole week ago now but yeah it was yesterday i paid attention to that one a little bit but um other than that i just kind of followed scores uh amongst the other ones yeah i mean i got to go to bethel park north hills but i watched a couple highlights as well of uh, moon west day and gateway um lebo one random game i did watch just because i happened to get home and turned on 22 the point shaler and butler was on 22 the point really excellent game butler won 35 28 Excellent game. Yeah. Two very two very bad teams. I'm surprised but that it made game a good was on game. there. Yeah. Yeah, Especially I since was Butler too. Isn't in the Whipple anymore. Yeah, I was too. It was like I said, it was a very good game, but uh, Butler ended up coming out on top, 35-28 against Shaler. But um, yeah, so I guess that's the other game I paid attention to. Not that we cover either one of those schools, but <laughs> that was you asked me, and that was the one game I actually did watch a good bit of. Let's jump into the recaps from this past week. Start off with the game of the week. North Hills at Bethel Park. 22-10, to 10, Bethel Park were the winners. Were you surprised by this result in any way? Well, no, Nathan, because as you see, I had the under and win as well as you. No, not really a surprise. Um, they did it in a dominating fashion, kind of how I said I thought they would. Defense wins championships, and defense helped Bethel Park win this game. Offense... Uh, was optional in this game, really, for both teams. I mean, Bethel Park ended up putting up 22 points uh, versus North Hills 10. But, um, yeah, I I saw this coming. Like I said, I I think Bethel Park's a top three team in 5A. And, um, you know, I think this is a big resume builder for them, especially because North Hills, I think, is going to have a very successful season, even though they're still trying to figure some things out. Um, They went against a very good quarterback, probably one of the better quarterbacks they may see all year in John Green. So, um, but I'd like to hear what you have to say, considering you yeah. got to see it right there in person. Looked like an awesome environment. Yeah, um, the, Bethel first Park. off, Bethel Park. First time I've been to that stadium. Fantastic. It's kind of built in this, a similar way that Peters Township is, but they got a lot of great t- traditions. They, you know, they got the hawk statue as they're walking out onto the field. Um, they have the hawk zone. Whenever they get into the hawk zone, they do the little hawk scream or whatever, yell hawk thing. Anyways. Um, <laughs> 
but yeah, I mean, it's a great environment. Uh, I hope I get to go there again. So, uh, but as far as the game goes, I mean, you know, North Hills QB John Green, it was basically just him, and it's going up against a Bethel Park defense that, as far as I'm concerned, pretty stacked. Uh, Toby Dandra on the line leads that unit. Everybody knows about Gavin Mole in at linebacker, and then Austin Kai really exploded two interceptions um had a touchdown on the offensive side of the ball as well so yeah it seemed like kai was the guy um for bethel on friday night um and yeah like we mentioned they just have a lot of really good athletes i mean all over the place we mentioned gavin mall has a couple division one offers um but yeah it seemed like austin kai was kind of the man on Friday night for Bethel Park. Yeah, Bethel Park has a lot of like shorter guys who are pretty pretty good, honestly. Like um, you look at the first touchdown was scored by Ryan Petrus up the middle, and they don't really have like that bona fide running back that just drives into the line, but they have a lot of like athletic guys that they can give the ball to. Um, first start for Tanner Pfeiffer behind a QB. He wasn't fantastic, um, but there's you can see a lot of room for potential there. So um, I'm sure this is definitely not going to be the finished product on offense for Bethel Park, but I'm excited to see it develop throughout the season. Yeah, especially as they get into Allegheny 6 play, where it looks like there's a couple other really good teams. Of course, good we, know, too, we yeah. know Upper St. Clair. I think South Fayette's going to be in the mix, too. Don't forget about Peters. And don't forget about Peters Township. All right, that's about the re- that just wraps up that recap. Uh, let's go into the Peach Bowl. Um, this was a 5:30 game on Friday. Bishop Canavan just barely lost 21-14. Did you see how this game ended? I did not. This game ended with a fumble on third down recovered by Bishop Canavan. So the clock kept running. They were inside the other team's 10, and um, they were hurrying up, and they spiked it on fourth down and lost. So. Oh no, that's yeah. Did not see that. Yeah, so as far as, you know, that's a great result for um, Bishop Cameron. Yeah, I, you know, I thought we talked about it. You know, this could be a potential state championship matchup, and I think this game lived up to the hype. Uh, obviously, a lot of mistakes. Obviously, you'd hope, you'd think, you'd like to think in a state championship you're not going to spike the ball on fourth down when you're going down to try to potentially tie or win the game. But, um, yeah, you know, Steel High is very good, the Irby Twins, and, uh, you know, Bishop Canavan's right up there too, athleticism-wise, with Lizay Lax, uh, Jason Cross, and uh, Xavier Nelson being their three-headed monster. An interesting little caveat for Steel High going for the rest of the season. With the Middletown football team shut down, remember Middletown is 4A. Uh, Middletown's quarterback has already transferred over to Steel High for the football season. I wonder if we're going to see that continue for the rest of their team, if that's going to help out Steel High down the stretch a little bit. I wonder if the PIAA is going to let them be eligible, though, for postseason play. I mean, they're not transferring like school-wise. It's just for the team because Middletown yeah, Middletown got shut down. Yeah. So he's still going to Middletown, but he's playing football for Steel, Steel High. High. So I wonder, you know, if the PIAA is going to step in at all in that situation. I feel like they probably will, just their previous track record. I feel like that's something they'll probably do. On the Bishop Canavan side, uh, Rich Johnson ended up getting suspended for this game after playing in an eligible player in a scrimmage the week before. Um, do you think this game would have turned out any differently if he was on the sidelines? No offense to Rich Johnson, but no. I don't think it would have been any different. Um, you know, it's kind of hindsight 2020 looking back at it now. You know, the fourth down mistake to spike the ball. But, you know, I, I don't know if uh, Rich Johnson would have had anything to do to help that at all. You know, I, I, I don't think the result would have changed, honestly. I think still high. Uh, deserve to win this game, and uh, you know, hopefully, we get to see these two teams play again in uh, December. And coming up this weekend, Bishop Canvin has another big game on their schedule. They get they got Greensburg Central Catholic in their home opener. We'll be talking about that a little later. Uh, the two A game of the week: Carmichael's at Waynesburg. You were, once again, for probably the third year in a row, you were very high on Waynesburg entering the season, and um, they got shut out, twenty five nothing. The Carmichael's Mighty Mikes put on a defensive performance for the ages uh what were your takeaways from this one yeah i still don't know if i just underestimated carmichael's or i just overestimated waynesburg like i still don't really know um yeah a pitiful performance honestly by waynesburg now this game did start with a delay 
I'm not sure exactly how long. I know it was definitely over a half hour. Obviously, just that's how long lightning delays are anyway. Um, but, you know, I don't know if that had anything to do with it. Just Carmichael's came out, played great defense, and just scored, obviously, more points than Waynesburg did. That's how you're going to get the win. And when your defense gets a shutout, it's pretty easy to win a game. So, um, yeah, like I said, I'm still just – I don't – you know, it's hard to tell early in the season for both these teams where they'll possibly go. Um, you know, I, I think this looks better, obviously, for Carmichael's being on the winning end, especially because Waynesburg's in a much tougher conference than Carmichael's. So, you know, kind of makes you think that Waynesburg's not going to do as well as you quite thought. Uh, I'd like to see Braden Wood's stat line from this game. I know I predicted a, a stat line that obviously didn't even come close to uh, fruition, but um, I, uh, yeah, I, I still, the card I think still out on both of these teams, but nonetheless, still a great win for Carmichael's to start the year off against their arch rival, Waynesburg. A lot of praise being thrown out after the game by Trenton Carter of his QB replacement in Alec Anderson. Uh, how excited are you to see him develop as the QB for Carmichael's? Yeah, I mean, time will tell, really. You know, we'll see when he gets into conference play. I mean, maybe this is just a really bad Waynesburg team, and I just yet again overestimated this team for the third freaking year in a row. So um, I guess we'll see. But, but yeah, um, I mean, that was a big part of what, how Carmichael's is really going to do this year is uh, the replacement for Trenton Carter. And, uh, you know, they got Tyler Richmond on the outside. He's a part of it, too, not to mention Peyton Schooley. Uh, whenever he does get back or if he did play, I, like I said, I don't know if he played or not this Friday. I don't think from what, everything we've heard. But, um, but yeah, nonetheless, still a good win by Carmichael's. 3A game of the week, Southmoreland visited McGuffey, and this was a rematch from last year, and it – Jet, it literally flipped in the opposite direction. Southmoreland lost 44-22. to McGuffey won. Um, takeaways from this game, you know, you said that McGuffey might struggle without Logan Carlisle, but it seems like that triple option is just as potent as usual. I mean, yeah, we'll see. I don't think Southmoreland's that good of a team, honestly. I mean, yeah, they put up 22 points, but... I, I still I'm not very high on Southmoreland this year. They just graduated too much for me from last year, um, so I, I still think the card's still out of McGuffey. But nonetheless, like I said about the last game with Carmichael's and Waynesburg, still a good win to get your season started. Winning by 22 points, that's not too bad at all. For a game of the week, we said that. Elizabeth Ford had to come out and make a statement on, on offense, and I think that they did. 33 nothing shutout over the Ringgold Rams. Uh, were we wrong about Ringgold, or were we just extra right about Elizabeth Ford? Yeah, I think we are just really right about Elizabeth Ford. This team returns a lot. Zach Boyd, Zion White, obviously, and that's just to mention a few. Uh, but, yeah, I, I just think Elizabeth Ford's that good, and it's honestly a shame. I mean, maybe it's not. Good this team is when they play Bell Vernon later in the year. I, I think this team really, with Central Valley bumping up, could be a real like a WPI title championship caliber team. But uh, with Quentin Martin and Bell Vernon dropping down, I think that hurts their chances. But hey, they'll get a crack at them at least once, maybe twice if they meet again in the postseason. So uh, we'll really get to see what this Elizabeth Forward team's made of. And this was really the game that a lot of people had their eyes on. The 5A game of the week: Penn Trafford visiting Cannon Mac. Cannon Mac. Just barely lost 35-28. I think they were down by like three touchdowns at one point, battled back, um, got back into the game, but didn't have enough to push it over the line against the Warriors. Uh, does this loss say more that Cannon Mack is getting back on the right track, or is this is more of a step back for Penn Trafford? I think both. I don't think Penn Trafford's close to what they were last year. When you lose an athlete like Cade Iacomelli, who's going to be uh, playing Power 5 football at Wisconsin, that speaks a lot. Um, but I do think Cannon Mack's getting a lot better. You know, Both quarterbacks in this game were the two leading passers in the WPIL for this past week. Uh, Mike Evans for Cannon Mack, and then Colin Green for uh, Penn Trafford had over 300 yards passing, so Really good game, a lot closer than I actually thought it was. Still got the pick, right? Just got rubbed that in a little bit. Yeah, still a lot of better games than I think I, uh, at least I think most people anticipated, but definitely uh, what I anticipated. Yeah, a QB wide receiver combo that you can keep your out eye out for in at the 6A level. Uh, Mike Evans and Austin Winkleblack out of wide receiver for the Big Mac. So keep an eye on them as they have a big 6A matchup coming up this week. 
Let's jump into some more games, starting off in 1A, Avella at Mapletown. This one, not really surprised, Mapletown wins 42-0. The game you were at, West Green at home, hosting Cameron, West Virginia. Uh, I think West Green had like three turnovers, and even though Colin Brady outgained the entire Cameron offense, uh, it wasn't enough as Cameron won 41-31. Your reactions from the Pioneers' loss? Yeah, so I was only there for a little bit. I didn't get to see a whole ton to, like, make a a, a very good educated opinion on it. Uh, West Green, what I did see, just looked really young. Uh, It was basically essentially all Colin Brady in this one um, as he outgained the whole um, Cameron uh, offense. He had more rushing yards. He had 256 rushing yards, which led everyone in the WPIL this past weekend. So um, he looked good. Um, Just West Green overall just really looked young in this one. The Carlington Cougars hosted the Carrick Raiders and Carrick won 14-0. Ulsh Chargers, they went to Shenango on Saturday, I believe, and they won 32-14. Northgate visited Fort Cherry. Fort Cherry took the win 69-20. All three of those results, not necessarily a surprise, even though I think we both thought Shenango would keep it a little bit closer than they did. Um, any thoughts from those three? Yeah, how about Fort Cherry putting up 69 points? That's uh, It's nice. That's pretty nice. Yeah, no, but honestly, that's a, all jokes aside. That like I did not expect like a four cherry offense. I know they're playing Northgate, but I did, I, I did not expect them to put up that many points. In the Tri County South, California visited Fraser and put a beat down sixty five thirteen. Yeah, imagine taking the under in this one. Yeah, I couldn't imagine. Could it, it be me? <laughs> I don't think I'll ever bet on Fraser ever again. Yeah, I thought the Fraser. <laughs> I thought the Fraser romance was over last year, but apparently not. Yeah, Bishop Canavan kind of tore that apart early last year, so I was like, "Oh, don't remind I'll... me of that." That game was awful. Not to mention, it was probably a thousand degrees on that field at Keystone Oaks. We were melting. I think oh. my shoes were rubber. Oh, it was so game. bad. <laughs> then it poured like literally out of nowhere. It was just a monsoon. Yeah. All right, and then <laughs> elsewhere uh, in the Tri County South, Jefferson Morgan hosting Chargers Houston. A little closer than yeah. we thought. 32-14, yeah. uh, Jefferson Morgan covered. Yeah. Hey, good teams win, great teams cover. So the Jefferson Morgan Rockets are a great team. I mean, I guess. No, but all jokes aside, uh, Char Houston, I, I, I would say that says more about them, that they're just not as good as we thought they were. Maybe it's just a week zero hiccups in it, you know. Maybe a couple things happen that uh, the, the score doesn't really show. Um but, uh, you know, it'd be interesting. They'll play out a little better team in West Green this week at Kennedy Field. So we'll, we'll talk about that game here coming up shortly. But int- I think that, that game has uh, is pretty intriguing. Yeah, if West Green pulls the upset there, is it is it warning time at Chargers Houston there? I think it says a lot about that program yeah. and the direction it's going. We'll talk about that game a little bit more coming up here. Bentworth at Brownsville. The Bearcats put a stomping on the Falcons at Redstone Field, 50-12. Greensburg Central Catholic, and this was a game that I was really surprised looking at the score afterwards. Um, The Centurions win 56-35 high-scoring game against the Mount Pleasant Vikings. Um, Where... What is... What are your reactions from this score? Well, like I said in the preview, Nathan, I think Greensburg Central Catholic's the better team, and I think they are a really, really good team in 1A especially. Um, If I remember seeing the box score right for this game, Nathan, the game was pretty well even until the uh, fourth quarter where Greensburg Central Catholic pulled ahead, and rightfully so, by uh, three touchdowns. But, um, yeah, tough loss, especially at Mount Pleasant to open your year up where they had a very good year last year and that you'd like to see guys like Tyler Reese back have a big year for them. But um, I just think GCC is the better team, all truthfully. I mean, GCC, I think, has better athletes compared to Mount Pleasant. I know Mount Pleasant's offensive and defensive line, like trenches-wise, they should be pretty set. They returned three or four guys from last season. Um, So, you know, if they did have better athletes in that game, I mean, you got Bishop Canavan on the horizon. That should be an excellent matchup. Manesson at Wash High. Uh, Manesson did not cover as we thought they would. Uh, Wash High were 28-point favorites. Biggest surprise from this game from the 54-22 win, Logan Carlisle starting a QB for Wash High. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I'm not going to question Mike Bosnick. He knows what he's doing. He's got a couple WPL championships to show. I mean, it worked. It worked. Logan Carlisle yeah. had a fantastic game. but Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, Elwood City visiting Brentwood. We both thought Elwood City would roll Brentwood, but it turns out Brentwood flipped the script a little bit, one by 13. It looks like Dan Bradley has a little bit of a rebuild project there. Yeah, I you know, I just kind of took a shot in the wind there and uh, missed. So, looks like you did the same, though. A little bit underwhelming win for South Allegheny. They visited Yawk 125-7. Yeah, I'm, I I told you originally before we started, I thought the score of this game was higher. I thought I saw something, but yeah, 25-7, to 7, that's uh, not what you want to see from South Allegheny open the season up against a, uh, what I, we think is a not very good Yawk team, but uh, maybe we're wrong about Yawk, but we'll, we'll see. Greater Latrobe visited Derry, 55-0, not a surprise there. Connellsville picking up their first win, uh, at least in two years if not more um 16 to 13 the falcons beat rival albert gallatin um where's the falcons program at after this game uh you know i don't think it says much because the falcons have a hellacious schedule coming up i think that just more shows about albert gallatin um you know when they play wpi this is why albert gallatin left the wpil so they could go play some makeshift teams from west virginia and maryland so as you said, good teams win, great teams cover. The Trinity Hillers against the Central Valley Warriors covered the spread. They lost 43-20. to Yeah, not a bad showing. Now, I don't know, obviously, if uh, the box score, I'd like to see it. But, hey, covered. That's a win in my book. Uniontown visited Laurel Highlands, and Rodney Gallagher ran all over the Red Raiders, 52-6. McKeesport went to West Mifflin, 40-0. Jamil Perryman, we'll be talking about him here soon, stood out at QB for the Tigers. Hempfield at Greensburg-Salem, a game that we were very wrong on. The Spartans won 49-3 against the Golden Lions. Baldwin at home blew out Brashear, 47-17. South Fayette at home hosting Chartiers Valley in a rivalry game, 35-0. Your takeaways from the Lions' impressive Week 0 game? Yeah, I think Char Valley graduated a lot, so I think that helped in the effort. But I'm high on South Fayette this year, so uh, good to see them come out and back me up there. A running back tandem to keep your eye on, Christian Brandy and Nate Deans both showed out well. I think Nate Deans is one of the most underrated players in 5A. Well, he'll definitely get a couple chances this season to prove himself. Norwin at Upper St. Clair, 42-6. to The Panthers put a pounding on the Norwin Knights. Uh, Peters Township and Richie Woods showed out for the Indians at Fox Chapel, 56-0. The Indians blow out the Foxes. West Allegheny Indians visiting Moon, and this one was a surprise, at least for me. I don't know what your expectations were for Moon entering the season coming off of a, an appearance in the Whitfield Championship, but the West Allegheny Indians won 41 nothing. Yeah, I just, I just thought Moon graduated too much to come out, and I thought that I, I truly didn't think West A would beat them that bad, but I, I just don't think Moon will be that great this year. I think they had their, uh, their um, you know, once-in-a-20-year team last season. So, I mean, we'll see, but... On Saturday, Beth Center went up to Riverview and won 29-15, a little bit underwhelming of a score for an offense like Varesco and Revy and all them. And looking at projections and predictions from the Tri-County South from other outlets, not us, we, of course, picked them number one, but everyone else has them around the 5-6 range at the Tri-County South. Do you think the stock is kind of dropping for Beth Center right now? Uh, this game certainly won't help against a Riverview team who's, uh, you know, usually not too great. And they play in a tough conference. But, um, you know, that's a tough game to play, especially making the long drive up from Fredericktown to uh, Riverview, playing on a Saturday afternoon. That's really different, especially when you're used to the Friday night football schedule. Even though this was the first game of the season, you know, you're still, like, in the swing of things Friday nights when you're playing everything. Um, so... Uh, speaking from experience playing in a game at Western Beaver, like that that can be difficult. So um, I'm still high on the Bulldogs. Uh, maybe not so much to make a run in the playoffs if they can't beat out, you know, one of the lower teams in the Eastern Conference. Um, but, you know, the season's still young. But I, I'm still high on the Beth Center Bulldogs. I think they'll, I think they'll run away with the Tri-County South. 
On Sunday, TJ went to Ocean City and got blown out by Millville. Yeah, not a very good vacation for uh, Bill Chairpack and company. 41 to 10. I mean, did you watch it? I watched some of this game. It looked like I just the Jags followed were going, it. It looked like they were completely outclassed. I, yeah, I mean, uh, I found out before the show started, Millvale, home of uh, Mike Trout. Thanks, uh, Dale Champlin. But he, uh, but yeah, I, um, yeah, I, I mean, Millville is a very good team in New Jersey. New Jersey plays pretty good high school football. Uh, but yeah, you know, I, I, I don't know if the game itself was just this bad or TJ was just, you know, not mentally there, you know, not playing in the friendly confines up at West Jefferson Hills. They're right on the Atlantic Ocean. I don't know if, you know, I'm sure it was miserably hot. You know, and maybe Millville's a little used to that, being from New Jersey up on the coast. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. But I, I don't think that um, – I don't think this game will go a long way in depicting TJ's season. TJ's going to be TJ. I, I don't think this game matters in the grand scheme of things. Agreed. All right, let's take a look at the results for this week. Jeremiah, you are in the lead so far this year 17 to 14 who do you think you are i am that's all i gotta say i don't know they still got nine more weeks well i'm feeling pretty confident considering i was uh i lost last year so um i came out came out strong this week very happy with my picks i'm glad some teams were able to back me up um no thanks to waynesburg and West Green, but, you know, is what it is. They didn't help me out, so I could have a bigger lead. There's, they're just a couple of the schools that come to mind. And, uh, But, yeah, no, you know, it's an early victory. It's an early season victory, 17-14. Got to extend that lead as the, uh, as the week goes on. The week's uh, plural. In a segment that returns in 2022, Amigos of the Week, I'll go first. Richie Woods is my MVP Amigo of the Week. Uh, really Really great stuff from Richie Woods. I think he had three or four touchdowns, ton of yards. So um, good on him for the Peters Township Indians. Yeah, my amigo of the week, I could go with so many guys. I mean, some guys just had incredible performances. Uh, Andrew Sharp from Baldwin had a great game against Brashear. Uh, Jamal Brown had a great game for Upper St. Clair on only seven carries, had like a buck 52 and a touchdown. Uh, but the guy I'm going to go with was uh, on both sides of the ball. I'm going with Deshaun Carter from South Allegheny. Uh, 19 carries for 141 yards, uh, two touchdowns, and his defensive stats. He had two sacks, three tackles for a loss, and 11 total tackles against the Yacht Cougars. So I'm going with Deshaun Carter. Uh, he, um, you know, he's the Division One commit. He's going to Youngstown State next fall. So high expectations for him and uh, South Allegheny, and he delivered in Week 0. And what a segue, Jeremiah, into our preview of our Game of the Week coming up in Week 1. Freeport visiting South Allegheny, the Gladiators inaugurating their new, their brand-new stadium. Um, how excited are you for this 3A clash? Yeah, I mean, we really get to see what South Allegheny's about. I didn't like their showing against Yonk, just being truthful, even though I did just... Uh, read off Carter's stats, which I thought his stats were very good. But uh, this will be a real test for them to see how they're going to go up against a pretty good Freeport team. Yeah, I mean, Freeport is always consistently like a top-four team in 3A, at least for the last couple of years Yeah, the Yellow Jackets are. Um, so I'm very interested to see, you know, the new stadium, how that plays into, you know, if South Allegheny is a little bit, a little bit more motivated to get the W. Um, obviously, they got a great defense with Sean Carter back there and a couple other guys. Uh, but on offense, I mean, they were underwhelming against Yawk. Um, is that going to be a concern against a more well-rounded team like Freeport? Oh, yeah, absolutely. They got to get more than 25 points. Um, and the defense got to step up big again. They're not playing the Yacht Cougars. They're playing the Freeport Yellow Jackets. And like you mentioned, they've been a top-five team in 3A the last uh, handful of years. So um, if South Allegheny wants to really get their name out there this year, they're going to have to come up big, especially in the home open. They're going to be probably a big crowd over there in Glassport. So uh, with the new stadium, which looks beautiful, by the way, the pictures I've seen. That, that turf and so that good. logo and turf on midfield just looks gorgeous. So, yeah, excited for that community. Obviously, one of my dear friends, Frankie Cortaza, is from there. His dad, former head coach. Uh, so just uh, happy for that whole community. 
The spread is Freeport favorite by 11. I'll let you go first. Oh, man. Um, you know, it's uh, it's a big season opener. Well, home opener, rather, for South Allegheny. Uh, they're playing at home. Uh, big game. Uh, Big-time opponent, too, to open their season up. And I think South Allegheny gets it done. I'm going to go under and win. I'm going to take the Gladiators and a little bit of an upset here. Um, so, yeah, give me the uh, South Allegheny Gladiators. I'm going to say I'm gonna say 30 to 24. I think they win by a touchdown against Freeport. I think they pull off the upset, though. So give me the under and win for the Gladiators. I think that's a good spread, though. I mean, I, I think Freeport should be favored in this game. So, um, but yeah, I, I still I'm gonna roll with the Gladiators. Not so fast, my friend. Oh, Freeport Yellow Jackets. He's only doing it because he needs to come back. So don't. <laughs> yeah, that's I, why he had me go first to see where I was gonna pick. I I think the Yellow Jackets do pull off the uh, a. A substantial win here. They make a statement. Uh, even with all the emotion for South Allegheny, uh, they come out and uh, they make a statement. So, uh, over on Freeport. 1A game of the week. Now we'll start it. Greensburg Central Catholic at Bishop Canavan. Saturday night, 7 p.m. at Dormont Stadium. The Canavan Crusaders open up their home schedule. Uh, but Greensburg Central Catholic is coming off of a big win against Mount Pleasant. Are they a better team than we think they are? Yeah, I do. I think Greensburg Central Catholic is showing that they are a top three team in 1A. And uh, I think Greensburg Central Catholic is a top ten team in the state of Pennsylvania. I don't think, you know, I think by the time this season's wrapping up, we head to WPL playoffs. I think maybe we'll see them as a uh, top five team in the state right up there with Steel High and Bishop Canavan. It's going to be really interesting seeing them play in that conference with Clareton and Leechburg and seeing who comes out of there um, on top. Because I think all three of those teams are pretty even. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how disastrous would it be if Bishop Canavan started off 0-2? It wouldn't look good on paper, but they could come out, win 10 straight, be WPI champs, and be right back in uh, Cumberland Valley playing for a state title against Steel High. So it, it wouldn't look good, but, you know, still uh, still a long season to go. Definitely the MVP of Week 0 for Bishop Canavan was Jason Cross at quarterback. Um, how big of an impact is he going to have in this game going up against, you know, a team that's not steel high but still has, you know, athletes? Yeah, it's going to be a big-time game. It's a game where he was a quarterback in last year. It was a very close game. I think the final score was like 18-14 to 14 or something. Um, very close game. And, yeah, Jason Cross is going to have to come up big. He's the lone man with the Division One scholarship now on that Bishop Canavan team. Uh, just picked up an offer from the University of Akron, so congratulations to him. But, yeah, he's, he's, he's the big guy now, so he's going to have to step up big time if Bishop Canavan's want to get back to 500. Rich Johnson makes his return to the sideline for Bishop Canavan. They're six-point favorites at home, and I will get – pick the Crusaders to cover with the over. Yeah, I agree. Over. I think Bishop Canavan's going to come back. They're going to be upset for how they lost last week to Steel High in a game. Really, they think they should have won. And I agree. I think that both teams were really even in that game. It could have gone anywhere. Um, but yeah, I think Bishop Canavan comes out, makes a statement, wins by two touchdowns against Greensburg Central Catholic. But I don't think that takes anything away from Greensburg Central Catholic and how good I think they're going to be this year. In 2A, Steel Valley going to Stow Rocks. This is a big matchup. This could literally, you know, shape state This rankings. could be a WPIL right. final, too. It, it could. I mean, there are like five or six teams that could make the WPIL final in, in 2A. 2A. Yeah. yeah, but I think this one's really realistic. I mean, not. I mean, yeah, I agree with your statement that there's like five, but I really think Stow Rocks, Steel Valley could easily be a double-A final in the WPIL. So no Jay Burr for Steel Valley. He graduates, but Stow Rocks still brings back everybody do you think they really make a statement in this game? I think they do. I'm going to take actually Stow Rocks to win this game, Nathan. Uh, I think Josh Jenkins has a big game through the air. Um, I, I think there's several other guys that, you know, Jamon Miller Green, I think he has a big one. Dre Ross as well. I, I think Stow Rocks makes a big statement in 2A uh, with this win. Both of these teams have really crazy offenses, but on defense, who do you think is going to step up? Well, the name I just mentioned, Jamon Miller-Green, he's a great two-way player. I think he's going to have to step up, and as always, games are won in the trenches, and I think as of right now, um, 
Stowe Rocks has the better trench game. Now they're going up against a good quarterback too, Cruz Brokens. He's going to Kent State, so uh, they don't have some Joe Schmo back there for Steel Valley. So it's going to be a really good battle between quarterbacks. Uh, Brookens is going to Division One, and I think Josh Jenkins is one of the better quarterbacks in the WPIL. Another name to look out for for Stowe Rocks, Makai Upshaw on defense at linebacker for the Vikings. He, we'll look out for him to have a big game going up against Brookens on the and then one on one. Pick the, let's pick the game here. Stow Rocks, six-point favorites at home. Yeah, I already said. Give me Stow Rocks. Give me the over. I think Stow Rocks is the better team. Um, and I think they make a statement in this game. I think they win by two touchdowns. I agree. Stow Rocks wins this game comfortably, and they really make their case as a top three team in the state in 2A. Let's move on here to the 3A game of the week and two really – dynamic athletes maybe the two best recruits in this state with laurel highlands rodney gallagher going up against bell vernon's quentin martin at the beach um who shows out more between those two yeah good question um you know i i think it's quentin martin this is the first time we get to see him in actual game action this year uh you know rodney gallagher's great but he's not playing uniontown this week um, so I think Quentin Martin's going to have the bigger game of the two, uh, just on paper looking at it. Last year, it seemed like Laurel Highlands was able to move the ball consistently, but on defense, they fell apart going up against you know T- Devin Whitlock and Quentin Martin and all those guys. No Devin Whitlock this season, but you know you get Braden Lau back there or Tanner Sieber. We don't know yet. Um, how is LH going to stop a more complete offensive scheme from the Leopards? I don't know if they do, Nathan. I think this game might be a shootout if Laurel Highlands is going to want to win it, honestly. Like, Laurel High, it might be like, honestly, like first to 50 if Laurel Highlands wants to win this game. I, I don't know if they can stop Quentin Martin. Um, so I think they're just going to have to try to outscore him. I believe the score last season was 42 14, from what I remember, or 50 14. Yes, it was something, something like, like that. Yeah. Uh, Let's pick the game. Bell Vernon at home in their home opener. 28-point favorites. Pound the over. A part of me really wants to take the under and say Laurel Highlands covers, but I just can't see them getting into a track meet with Bell Vernon. So, yeah, give me the over. I think Bell Vernon wins this one comfortly. I think Quentin Martin has a huge week in his uh, junior opener. For a game of the week, McKeesport visiting Penn Trafford. What a matchup. The 5A defending state champions hosting McKeesport, who just barely lost in the playoffs last season to the 4A state champions. Um, the Tigers may be the best backfield in the state. Uh, did, did And then Penn Trafford last week struggled against a Cannon Mac team that we can probably safely say is worse than McKeesport. So... Um, did Penn Trafford show enough in that Cannon Mac game to show that they could stand up against a really dynamic, powerful triple option offense from the Tigers? Defensively, they didn't, but offensively, I mean, the passing game was going for Penn Trafford. Jake Otto, yeah, field, I yeah. mean, something was showing for them. So, um, you know, maybe they can do that against McKeesport, but I, um, yeah, I defensively no but offensively yeah maybe we'll see that i think the secondary for mckeesport's a lot better than cannon mac but uh who knows you know let green air it out and let a guy run under it and see what happens but i think this is going to be a really good game you can make the argument that jamil perryman showed out more against west mifflin last week than bobby boyd did in the backfield but otherwise both of those guys are really dynamic and could be the best backfield in the state I think they are the best backfield in the state, truthfully. I think Perryman really opened some eyes up well, how good he is at quarterback. I think it helps that he was uh, the fullback for this team last year, so he's really like the, the power back in this team last year, so he really knows how the triple option works. And now putting him at quarterback, he has that fullback mind of like, you know, reading the hole, reading the defender, where they're going to go. So a uh, really deadly combo for Perryman who has like five Division One offers as well, including the academy schools. I am Bobby Boyd, who, as I've gone on and said, I think is the most underappreciated player in the whole state. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a big-time matchup, though, especially for McKeesport going against the defending 5A champs. Even though Penn Trafford, I think, has taken a downward step this year um, where they were state champs, obviously, last year, I think McKeesport 
um, makes a statement in this one. Like all good Tigers offenses, they also have that third guy to pass him. That's Jameer Brown in the backfield there, too. Uh, how big of a role could he play in this game? Yeah, he could be your sleeper amigo of the week, truthfully. I mean, he could end up having the big game if uh, Penn Trafford um, – you know, game plans for Boyd and Perryman. Maybe you see Brown have one of the big games, kind of like we did against TJ last year where, you know, it was kind of Boyd and uh, Kanye Thompson had the huge game against TJ last year to propel them to that win. Let's pick the game. This is an even spread. It's at Penn Trafford. And Penn Trafford, I, how long has it been since they lost at home? I think it's been like Boy, five years. Boy, it's been years. a while. That's a, that's, yeah, that's a tough place to play. Yeah. But this, um, yeah, I yeah, I don't know how long exactly, but it's a tough place to play. Not a lot of teams go out there and come home happy. Either way, I'm picking the Tigers. They I agree. McKeesport all the way. I think McKeesport's the team. This is a huge rivalry. Let's not forget that these two teams border each other on that Allegheny-Westmoreland County line. So this is a big rivalry game, and I think the Tigers come home with the victory. 5A game of the week. Bethel Park is trying to follow up their magical win at home against North Hills. They hit the road to face the defending 6A state champions, Mount Lebo, in Lebo. This is probably Bethel Park's second biggest rival, I'd say, behind Upper St. Clair. So there's going to be a little bit of juice behind that as well. Uh, Bethel Park d- probably does have the defense to shut down Lebo. Um, do you think that they can do that like Gateway did last week? I don't know necessarily Gateway did. I think Gateway's probably the best 5A team, and I think St. Clair and Bethel are 2-3, and three, truthfully told. But, um, man, really down on Penn Hills. Oh, <laughs> uh, Penn Hills. Well, no, I mean, Penn Hills is there. I mean, they took a tough loss up at Seneca Valley, missed a game-winning field goal to win by one. But Seneca Valley might screw around and win 6A, truthfully. They might be this year's Mount Lebanon. Um, but that's here nor there, but... Yeah, I mean, I think Bethel can do it. I mean, the North Hills is definitely a step down from Mount Lebo, but I think I think Bethel Park can definitely uh, pull off another upset here. Not only did that defense shut down North Hills, but it wasn't really tested all that much. I mean, John Green was kind of out there by himself without his go-to receiver from last season. Um, so, you know, they're facing a Lebo offense that's still trying to find an identity, and I think that's prime for a defense that brings back, what, nine starters. So uh, it should be a good opportunity for the Blackhawks. Uh, let's pick the game, another even spread. You know what? Give me Bethel Park. Yeah, I kind of figured that's the route you were going to go. I still think Lebo's the better team here. I think this game's really going to come down to the trenches. I feel like I always say that when I pick these even spreads, but it really does. And I think Mount Lebanon's the better team in that category. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to take Mount Lebo. I still think Bethel Park puts up an impressive performance that they can still hang their hat on in this game, though. 6A game of the week, North Allegheny at Cannon Mac. I will be at this game. Um, does Cannon Mac stand a chance? Boy, I don't know. North Allegheny looked really good. I know they played Taylor Alderdice out of the City League, but darn, did they look good at home on Friday night. Uh, I tell you what, they're going to have to, if they're going to want to win, they're going to have to hold them under 35 points, which they didn't obviously do against Penn Trafford. Um, boy, yeah, I don't know. I I, I don't. I don't. Um, I don't like this game for Cannon Mac. Yeah, I feel like that defense is a sl- it, it, it might be a little bit of a liability going up because I think North A's uh, offense is much better, at least right now, oh, than no, yeah, Penn Trafford's abs- offense yeah. So um, the spread's 17 for the Tigers, and give me the over. Yeah, I agree. I think at least three touchdowns for the Tigers they win this game by. 21? Yeah, three touchdowns. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That let's, would be correct. Let's go through the rest of 1A. Avella visiting Benworth. The Bearcats, 28-point favorites. They get their home opener, and they cover. Who's covering? Benworth? Benworth. Oh, Benworth. my gosh. I thought you were going to pick Avella to cover. <laughs> oh, my, Nathan. You scared. That's why I questioned you. Yeah, no, Benworth, yeah, way, uh, hammering the over. Gosh, you did. I, I was. That's why I was like so like. I sent the fear of God in your heart. Oh, right I don't there. know about the fear, the fear of the <laughs> eagle, I guess, but. <laughs> Burgettstown visiting Beth Center, the Bulldogs' 13-point favorites at home. I got the under. 
This is a little bit closer than. Wow, I agree. I'm I'm shocked you went under. I figured you would have gone with the Bulldogs, but yeah, I'm going under as well. I just think Burgerstown historically plays really good defense. Uh, you know, maybe Beth Center takes another week to get their offense really going. Uh, didn't get a great performance in my opinion against Riverview. So yeah, I'm gonna go the under. I, I still think Beth Center wins this game, uh, but I'm gonna go by 12 points. So they cut by so Burgerstown covers by just a hair. California visiting Charleroi. Charleroi's first game of the Over. season. They host California, 28-point favorite. Over. All right, I agree. <laughs> yeah, I, I just don't think Char- – I'm not too high on Charleroi this year. And, uh, yeah, I think California's uh, potent offense still has a great week. Like I think uh, Lehu has another big game. Could be a little bit of a revenge game for Carmichael's. They're at home. They host Fort Cherry. The Rangers are six-point road favorites. You know what? Under and win for the Mikes. Same. Under and win. I, I picked against Carmichael's last week. I can't do my guy Chase Johnston like that again. I'm going to take uh, four cherry. Uh, or I'm not going to take four cherry. Uh, excuse me. I'm going to take Carmichael's. Um, I think they get a revenge game in a game that, honestly, they should have won last year against four cherry. Jefferson Morgan at Waynesburg. The Raiders 28-point favorites at home. Yeah. Under, uh, under. Under. Really? I mean, I don't care, but I'm going to go over. Um... I think Braden Woods, that stat line I said last week, three touchdowns and 150 yards, it'll happen this week. And if it doesn't, I'll quit. So there, there's that. I'll put in my week notice if it happens. But, yeah, so I, I got the over. Frazier at Mapletown, 28-point favorites for the Maples over. Yeah, I'm shocked you didn't go under with your Frazier boys, but I'm taking the over as well. Manessin at home. This is an intriguing one. A good opportunity for the Greyhounds to really put a stamp at 1A if they're able to get this win against Cornell. Cornell, 17-point favorites on the road. Um, these are both really good defensive teams, so give me the, that under. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm going to go under. Manessin's a tough place to play, and I still think this team's really good, and Cornell um, is going to struggle a little bit at first. Still think Cornell comes out on top, but 17-point spread, yeah, I like Manessin covering that. Chargers, Houston Bucks visiting your West Green Pioneers. The Bucks 10.5-point road favorites over for the Bucks. Yeah, wow. So this game, I would have said that two weeks ago, but what I saw from both teams, West Green, who – didn't look all that impressive, truthfully, outside of Colin Brady. Um, I would have picked that too, but I'm going to go under and win. I, I don't. I'm not high on Char Houston. I think they should have crushed Jefferson Morgan, and they just didn't. Um, and I think West. I think Colin Brady has a field day. He might have 300 yards against Char Houston. So I'm going to go West Green under and win. Riverview Raiders at Carlinton, their second home game in a row. They're 12-point favorites at home. I think the Cougars do the job that the Bulldogs should have done last week. They get the over. Yeah, I agree. Someone's got to beat the spread against Riverview. The Ols Chargers visiting the Rochester Rams. That, is this a rivalry? Could you call this a rivalry? I think this has been a pretty good. These be. they've been pretty good games as of late. I would call it a rivalry. Chargers three-point road favorites. Um, you know what? I'm going to go the under and win for the Rams. I think they they uh, pull a sneaky one on the Our Lady of Sacred Heart Chargers. Well, that happens in that conference a lot. The old conference, Olsh was a part of with Rochester, but I'm still going to go over for the Olsh. I think they win by two touchdowns against their former rivals. Amani Christian visiting Brentwood, even spread. I think Brentwood wins this one big. Yeah, I do too. We both got Brentwood wrong last week, so I'm going to make it up to him right now and pick him to beat Amani Christian. Although now you know what's going to happen. Amani Christian with Leroy Johnson is going to come out and roll. Yeah, just be the air raid offense, and they'll throw for 7,000 yards. Ringgold visiting McGuffey, the Highlanders, 13 points, home favorites. Ringgold still starting the season off a lot like last season and trying to score a point. Um... McGuffey, I think they get the over here. Yeah, I'm going to say under and win. I got Ringgold. I'm, I'm staying on my Ringgold uh, bandwagon train right now, and I think the Rams go to Claysville and uh, take a big win away from the Highlanders. So, yeah, give me uh, give me the fighting Joe Montanias. Washington Prexy is going to Clareton. They're nine-point favorites. Big over. Yeah, give me the over. Wash High look dangerous against Manessin. I think Clareton's a little better than Manessin, but I, I still like Wash High in this one. Elizabeth Ford at home, 28-point favorites against West Mifflin. Over. 
Yeah, I agree. I think I think Ringgold's better than West Mifflin, and uh, Elizabeth Forward put up more points than I thought they would last week. So I don't so I don't know why they wouldn't do this the same at home. So yeah, I'm gonna take the over. These two teams have played each other four times in the last three years. The Battle of the Birds, the South Park Eagles visiting the Keystone Oaks Golden Eagles. Uh, the Golden Eagles, 14-point favorites, but I got the under. Nice pick. I have the under as well. I think it's a good game. I think this is a touchdown game. These two teams usually play really good against each other, but I think the uh, the Eagles come out on this one, the and Keystone even, Oaks. Even Eagles. though we didn't talk about it, um, Deer Lake's Keystone Oaks was a much closer game than people thought. 12-point yeah, win for the Golden Eagles. I think so. Deer Lakes is starting to finally come up, and I think Deer Lakes is going to be good pretty soon. Mount Pleasant at home. They're 28-point favorites against the Yacht Cougars. Um, under. Trendy pick. I feel like we've agreed too much in this episode, so I'm going to go over. I think Mount Pleasant takes care of business. I think they get a bounce back in a game where they feel they should have beat GCC, at least them in their hearts. And they were right there with GCC, and I think they come out and uh, take care of it against the Yacht Cougars. Here's one we're going to agree on. Greensburg-Salem at home, 28-point favorites, hosting the Dairy Trojans. Yeah. <laughs> Under. Under and win. Really? No. No. <laughs> Over. Yeah. <laughs> Ligonier Valley at South Moreland, the Rams, 28-point road favorites. Give me the Rams. Yep. Yep, I agree. Ligonier Valley, I think they're a very good team in 2A. Uh, who knows? Maybe they'll make some uh, some uncharted noise here later as the year goes on. So, But I like Ligonier Valley. Connellsville going to Hempfield. This is going to be a massacre. Yeah, this isn't good. A uh, good thing Connellsville got it over with last year and got a win against AG because they ain't getting one this week. Give me the over. Hempfield looks pretty good against weaker competition, granted, but still. A little bit of a rivalry here. I think this game came down to a last-second field goal last season. The Wildcats visiting Franklin Regional. The Panthers, 20-point favorites. You know what? Give me the under. Why not? Yeah, I'm going to go over, Nathan. I think Latrobe lost a lot from last year. I think they were a little better last year, and I think Franklin Regional returns too much, so I'm still going to go the over. TJ, 27-point favorites. They open up Whipple play at Baldwin. I'm going to take the over in this one. I think TJ's going to come off really ticked off. I think they're going to have a week of straight hell for lack of a better term, this week. I think Chirpec's, you know, Chirpec doesn't lose season openers too much, and I don't, if he ever has. So I, I think they're going to have an absolute hellacious week at practice this week, and uh, they're going to take their frustration out against the Highlanders this week. So, yeah, give me that over. I agree for everything you just said. Yeah, I, I'd hate to be on that Thomas Jefferson football team right now and have to go to practice this week. Chargers Valley, they lost their coach, Dan Nouse, to the Trinity Hillers. And would you look at week one of the schedule? Trinity hosting Chargers Valley. Colts 16-point favorites, it's, and they... It's like they planned it. It's like they planned it. Did they plan it? I don't know. I mean, the Whippeal makes the schedule. Maybe. Well, they get, the, the schools get a say in their non-conference schedule a little bit. Okay. Well, well not really. Week zero, they do. Well, maybe those little dogs at the Whippeal little drama they were reading the tea leaves little building little building up some drama (laughs) all right well trinity they just get rolled out here i think chargers valley gets this is their revenge game this is probably the game they had circled on their schedule from day one of camp uh yeah they murder trinity yeah trinity's not very good although trinity did cover against a pretty good central valley team but that was a little later in the game that was a little sneaky cover towards the end but yeah i'm taking the colts a good 4A team in Montour hosting the Moon Tigers. Uh, I think Moon gets back on track. Even spread pick them. Give me the Tigers. Nope. Give me Montour. Moon's very bad, and they're going to show it against Montour. No offense, because I do. I, I adore Ryan Lynn as the head coach at Moon. I can't tell you how much I respect that man, but I, he just has a bad team right now. And I, I think I think they know it. I think they know that they lost a ton from last year. Um, but I, I think Moon will be back quick, but I just I just think this year they're going to have to take their beatings. Peters Township is visiting those Seneca Valley Raiders that you are so high on. Seneca Valley, 21-point favorites, but Peters Township's offense is so good. Like, there's no way they're going to be held off the scoreboard, no matter how good Seneca Valley is. Like, you look at the Lebo-Peters game from last year, and what was it, like 50-20 to 20 or something? Uh, so I think this is an under. 
I agree. Just for the fact that Peters Township always seems to cover in these kind of games. I am high on Seneca Valley, though. I, I do think they're Mount Lebanon from last year. I mean, you think their two top players are both Navy commits last year. Mount Lebanon's two top players were Navy commits. Like, this team literally – it's just, like, all adding up. Like, I wish we could cover this team, but they live a country mile away from Waynesburg. So, uh, but, yeah, I really like Seneca Valley. But I still think Peters Township covers, like I said. Their defense is uh, very good, and uh, Richie Woods is going to get a couple touchdowns. So, yeah, give me the under. This is a little bit of a more intriguing game. South Fayette, and we've been, like, talking up South Fayette the last couple podcasts, which is good because I, I feel like for a team that went winless in conference play, it's good to get them back on the right track. They are seven-and-a-half-point road favorites against West Allegheny, and I think they win and cover. I think West Allegheny wins and covers. No, South Fayette Oh, my gosh, you scared me again. No, West Day showed a lot of improvement, though. A uh, team we covered last year just dropped out of our coverage area. But, uh, yeah, I like South Fayette over as well. I think Nate Deans has a big game. Upper St. Clair going to those North Hills Indians that dropped that uh, opener against Bethel Park. They're at home at Martirelli Stadium, a tough place to play for the Panthers, but they're 21-point favorites on the road, and I think that they get the over. It's close. Though. This is an interesting. Yeah, this is an interesting one. Um, huh. I'm gonna go. I think North Hills covers in this one. I think still think it's a good game. Um, but give me Upper St. Clair still. I'm just taking the under. I just think North Hills covers. I think this game is more like. I'm thinking like 28-17. I mean. Yeah, I've, North Hills does have a pretty good defense. They showed it off last week. And North Hills being at home, I think them getting back to Martorelli Stadium is going to help them out a bunch. All right, now it's time for Amigo Watch, the players to watch out for this week. <laughs> Jeremiah, who you got? Oh, man, putting me on the spot first. Um, phew, this is really tough. Um, one, because I didn't like really think about it. And two, just like – there are there's a lot of potentials. Um, I'm gonna go with the big guys um, in the big matchup. Look for Quentin Martin. He's gonna put him on amigo watch. It's gonna be the two best players in the state of Pennsylvania, Quentin Martin and Rodney Gallagher. And uh, I know it's kind of a trendy pick. It's easy to pick the number one player in the state and one of the top guys in the country. But um, he's got a big game this week and a big game to show out. If he can, I think he's really gonna overshadow Rodney Gallagher in this one. And I think. Uh, Quentin Martin, so you need to put him on Amigo Watch. Stamping it down. Quentin Martin, put him on Amigo Watch. I'm going to go kind of off the board here for mine. Um, McGuffey Ringgold, I think Phil McEwen has a big game. Who? For the McGuffey Highlanders. Oh, I'm just kidding. I just... <laughs> <laughs> you know, kind, kind of a little bit of a wild card pick a little bit, but I think he, he gets a couple big yardage uh, opportunities for McGuffey. I think I also just need to go Quentin Martin because Braden Woods just broke my heart because I went kind of like so off, so kind of need, an off air. You need air. like the guarantee. Yeah, I need like yeah. yeah, but like yeah, I, I still think Quentin Martin. Like I, I, like I said, I, I, you know, it's him and versus Ronnie Gallagher. Like yeah, it's Laurel Hines versus Bell Vernon, but let's be honest, everyone's thinking like Gallagher versus Martin, and I think I think Martin outshines uh, Gallagher in this game. Which game are you looking forward to the most? I know everyone's going to be like, oh, you're biased. But honestly, Char Houston, West Green, because I'm really interested to see about both teams. You know, maybe West Green's a little better than we anticipated, and maybe Char Houston's a little, well, not as good as we anticipated. So that's one game I'm really intrigued by. Another one, Burgestown Beth Center, too. Two teams we cover, but they're playing in a non-conference schedule. Uh, that game we both took the under uh, that Burgestown would cover. That that's one I'm really interested on. And I mean, as I as we mentioned, I mean Laurel Highlands, Bell Vernon, just because of the magnitude that both teams have the best two players in the state. So, um, so I know you asked for one, but I'll give you three. Yeah, last week you asked me who was going to be my Frazier of this season where I just kind of latch on to him. And uh, going to that Bethel Park game. I knew, I knew, (laughs) I knew this was going to happen when you came in because you were like all excited. Like, and it looked like a great atmosphere, granted. Now, I wasn't there, but just seeing the videos and pictures that were taken, it looked like a great atmosphere. It's fun, which is good because Bethel Park, because Bethel Park's kind of been down last couple years. Now, they had a rebound year last year, but, um, you know, when Matheny was the coach there for 20 years, they were a winner. You know, they won WPI titles. They got to state titles. So it's good to see Bethel Park get that atmosphere back for them in the South Hills. But if they go to Lebo 
And they steal steal one at Limbo. That's going to change sky's, the whole. The that's going to change the Park. whole complexity of the season and Absolutely. how you how you how you outtake these teams. Yeah. Maybe you think they're better than an Upper Saint Clair. I mean, seriously. I mean, time will tell. But yeah, I, that would that would be a very interesting game. Yeah. So that's the one that I am most excited for. Let's plug the podcast away. If you like what you're listening to, make sure to check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all of the places you can get podcasts. Go check us out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, our written content on pafootballnews.com. Um, and if you support us, be sure to click the support us button in the bio below, and you can um, check us out on Anchor and send some moolah our way. Um, if you like, um, you know, if you like the logo and want to rep the merch, go check out the link below as well. Jeremiah, how ready are you for Week One? Oh, really ready. Like I said, every team is now in the swing of things, playing high school football, and. Um, is Wes making fun of me back there? Can you see you keep looking, peeking behind him, but no. But, yeah, no, I'm excited, so looking forward to it. All right, let's wrap it up. Uh, this has been the Backyard Football News Podcast. The next week we'll be recapping week one and looking forward ahead to week two. Uh, this is Nathan Grella. I'm Jeremiah Miller. And we'll see you guys then. See ya! You've been listening to the Backyard PA Football Podcast with Nathan Grella and Jeremiah Miller. Contact us on Facebook, Twitter, or through email. Support us on Patreon. And check out some merch on Teespring. Thank you for listening. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.